once again, welcome to the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia. My wife and I are still here. We'll we'll tell you what we're up to in just a moment. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman, coming to you from the southwest corner of the state of Virginia. And my wife and I have been up here now just a little bit over two weeks. We'll probably still be here uh, for this week, then returning to our place in Georgia. I want to give you some personal updates for those that are kind of following. We had placed our home for sale in Georgia. God was very gracious in giving us this getaway place. We had to put a lot of time, effort, and work into it, but we, we came to the conclusion not long ago that we need to be closer to family as we're getting a bit older. And where that place was in Georgia is a place that I have fond memories of from, you know, 30, 40 years ago. But I really don't have a whole lot of family in that area. But we do in this part of the world. And so we decided to sell the home in Georgia and find one in this part of Virginia. Now, we looked in some areas and the prices were just a little bit, well, more than we wanted to pay for the kind of home we would need. And frankly, it was taking a lot of time. The good news is we have a a buyer currently for the home in Georgia. And we're very happy with the offer. And now we're trying to take that offer and do the best we can with that up here in, in Virginia without busting the budget. So that's what we're up to right now. At our age, this moving stuff and doing it again is getting old. I'm sure some of you can identify. And we're looking, what we really need is a place that meets our need, but also has a little bit extra room to have, you know, the recording studio for this program, where in the future we can begin to add some video offering. Because right now, the setup I have, we just don't have in Georgia or even in Florida the room the places are just too small and we think we have found one a little bit farther away from family than we want it's about an hour instead of like 15 or 20 minutes but the home just has everything that we need and the price seemed to be right and there's kind of a backup house that also would work fine and so we're just trusting God on the offers we've made By the time this program is produced on Tuesday, we should know about the first offer and where we stand and what else we will do. Speaking of programs this week, we have Dr. Wong on tomorrow, and I know he's been very popular. Um, Actually, I recorded the interview with him uh, for tomorrow's program on Saturday, Saturday morning. It just worked best for both of us. And it is quite a program. It does have some content that I would say are for adults only when it comes to your health. Uh, Nothing bad. I'm just saying it's something you wouldn't want your 10-year-old child to hear. Nothing, Nothing vulgar, but just a little bit, shall we say, more toward adults. But it's a it's a program about your health and things we can do, and also the lies we've been experiencing from the healthcare world for quite a long time. And and I've, I need to preface what I'm about to say as we get into some of the things that I have in store on today's program. This program 
And if you're a new listener, you've heard this before. If you are a recently new listener, you may have heard me say this once, but I want to remind you, this program was birthed because of all the nonsense coming out with the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic COVID-19. And, and for those that know, my background is primarily broadcast starting 50 years ago, 26 years now in ministry, but I'd also spent about uh, not quite a decade in emergency management in the 2000s after I had lost my first wife. And I just had to take a break from all the things that I had done. And, and I, I got this job as a public information officer for an emergency management agency, got into planning and, and kind of worked my way up, kind of a, a secondary job career. But the pandemic, I came out of retirement to help a county. And it was during that time that it became early early on, it was clear to me that there's something wrong with what we're being told. It, it doesn't add up. We, we keep hearing these stories. We keep hearing these claims. We keep hearing all of this, and none of it makes any sense. Because I'm seeing dashboards and material that most people never, never do see. In addition, in addition, I'm looking at it like I normally would with that engineering kind of mind, adding up numbers that don't add up. Uh, people that are dying and and we're being led to believe that everybody's a carrier spreader and, and whoever gets it. To, look, we had family members that live out west. And when they heard that one of our family members on the East Coast back in 2020 had come down with COVID-19, it was like, well, so when do you expect that person to die? This is how much fear people had. When do you expect this healthy 30-some-odd-year-old person to die? Because they have COVID. Doesn't COVID kill? And this is the fear-mongering that was pushed out by the CDC, the FDA, Dr. Fauci, who needs to be in jail. I Let me say that again. The man needs to be arrested, tried, and imprisoned for treason and for you know, lying to the, the, the public. The man is dangerous. He's been dangerous since the day he was playing with AIDS back in the 1980s. The man has been playing with dangerous stuff that can injure or kill people for 40-some-odd years in his career and not for the benefit, betterment of your health. We shared a story I think it was on Friday, ran across, you know, after weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, when you think about Ukraine for just a moment, stories started to come out that there were at least 20 or 25 biolabs funded by the Department of Defense of the United States in Ukraine. Now, what possibly could could our Department of Defense have biolabs in Ukraine for? And at first, I want you to understand this. This is what's, follow the timeline. When people started mentioning it, we mentioned it on this program, and I got it from sources that have always been very reliable. And they were saying that there were at least 25 biolabs funded by the United States government in Ukraine. Okay, biolab in Ukraine. And what did our government say at that time? 
Absolutely not. We have nothing to do with any of that stuff. No, no, no. It's not us. Don't look at us. No, we don't fund it. No, no, no. They're not our labs. They denied it at first. They absolutely denied it. But as more and more evidence started coming out of Ukraine, they finally admitted last week, well, you know, yeah, we we did fund 45 That's more than 25, 45 of these labs in Ukraine. But it was all for, you know, for for positive health stuff. You know, it's all for good. We're doing nothing evil there. That's the kind of lie that Fauci was telling everybody when he was giving money to Dr. You know, this guy at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and Peter Daszak, you know, with the EcoHealth Alliance and all of them playing with corona bugs to see if they can make it a bioweapon. As a matter of fact, it was against the law to be doing that, so they funded it and moved it over to China, to a little town called Wuhan. And you know the rest of the story. It got out. And everybody went into worldwide panic. And, and I've always speculated since the beginning of this radio program Did it get out by accident or did it get out by design? And man, you could flip a coin. I I can find equal evidence 50-50 in either direction if Corona was intentionally released or was it some kind of a misfortunate accident? Obviously, the the wet market theory uh, that somebody uh, had been in another part of China and had come in contact with a bat and, and the bat gave that person Corona or the bat was had Corona and ended up in the meat market and then somebody got the bat at the meat market and got infected with the Corona and then the next thing you knew everybody in Wuhan the millions of people there were infected and dying of Corona and, and somehow it got out and, and, and it got to uh, uh, Italy and then people were getting sick in Italy and the next you know we have to shut down the whole stinking world because of a virus that came from a bat in an obscure part of china accidentally to a wet market in wuhan if you believe that i've got oceanfront property in arizona for sale at 200 bucks an acre i'm telling you they they tried everything and people were believing it And the more I would listen to this stuff, the more I'm realizing this is nothing but misinformation and lies. And we're seeing the Orwellian approach of government like I've never seen it before, working hand in hand with social media and the news media, trying to decide what is information and what is misinformation, what is true and what is a lie. And they're doing what the Bible warns about reprobates. They choose to sell and believe the lie. There's been so much about this entire episode. You know it and I know it. That has been used for multiple political and conformity purposes. Let's take some time to go down that list. And as I'm thinking about that list, I need to reach out and get Dr. Timothy Gales back on. He and our schedules have, with me traveling, it has been more difficult to to record and do interviews, but we're going to try. We have very limited gear when we are on the road, but I'm going to try to get a hold of him this week. Maybe, Maybe I can have him on Thursday or Friday or one day next week. We've talked about these issues so many times about how this pandemic became used. 
and how it is so rapidly, carefully orchestrated in terms of the response on a worldwide basis. If you do not believe that there is satanic influence and demons living on this earth, all you need to look is the response to the coronavirus and the pandemic, and it becomes totally believable. In the year 1980, the organization called the World Economic Forum had already been founded for a while. And, and truthfully, nobody really paid any attention to this little obscure group in Switzerland that was in a little town called Davos. They were just a little think tank of people, you know, with these wonderful ideas of how to make a better life, and nobody really paid them any attention. They were just a harmless bunch of coots and weirdos that, that thought that they could fix the world. But over time... Over time, they worked their way into government, into industry, into the capital and financial markets. They started educating people in their philosophy. And now, in a period of a generation, they have literally hundreds, if not thousands, of their graduates where they try to find the young leaders of today to be the senior leaders of tomorrow At a young age, they get a hold of these people and they train them in their ways of globalism, of utopia, of heaven on earth. And the heaven on earth is primarily for the elites of this world, which are the leaders and really rulers. Let me pause real quick. I don't want to forget that thought, leaders and rulers, but I can remember when Barack Obama became president of the United States when he was elected in 2008, took office in January of 2009, and right before his inauguration, in a press conference, he said, we will be ready to rule on day one. Did you hear that? He said, we will be ready to rule on day one. America does not have rulers. America was never intended to have rulers. The whole idea of having a ruler or a royal class or an elite class in this country was an anathema to the founding fathers. That's exactly what they did not want. Yet the Obama administration ushered in an era of rulers. They're going to rule over America. They're not leaders. They're not representatives. They're rulers. They don't care what you think. They want your support and they want your obedience. And they, they're the type that Davos has been training. And you find people like, oh, I don't know, Justin Trudeau was one of their graduates, just to name one. I had a whole list, and if you listen to it, you know, Angela Merkel in Germany, go down the list of all the Macron in, 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 in France, a number of people in the United States government in the highest of places, they've all, they're all graduates of Davos. They're all part of the elite club. They are a part of that group that wants to rule the world not lead it. They want to rule it. They want to own it. They want you to be their subjects. They want to be royalty. You know, even even in the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, he's very much the king of Davos. 
I mean, it's almost like a family line of succession in the leadership. It is royalty for the world coming out of Davos. Now, how does that fit into biblical prophecy? I'm going to get some people on to talk about that, too. But let's look at what we know. Davos, Switzerland, their whole idea is they want to reset the entire world into a totally different mindset and frame. They want to completely rule the world. They want your obedience. They want to own you. They want to tell you how you can live your life. And and they truly believe that as the elite, they need to take possession of everything on a global scale. Everything. Utilities, housing, transportation, employment, entertainment, media. They, they believe they need to have ownership of all of it. And, and what they want to do, and they are so clear about this, you can go to their own website. I watched a video one time that... I can imagine how many of today's indoctrinated high school students, especially if they're living in a blue state, and it's still bad in a red state, just just so you know. Got a story on that to remind you. You have kids that have been raised to believe in this equality and the equality of outcomes concept. Everybody needs to be equal and have equal footing and everything should be fair, fair, fair. It should never be an unfair world, so we need to have fairness. And the World Economic Forum has given a great solution. You will own nothing and you'll be happy because we will give you everything you need. You'll be the, we'll make the whole world a welfare class. There was a video that says, why would anybody want to own a cell phone when you can rent it? Why does anybody want to own housing? when you can simply rent it. And this way you're free to go to some other opportunity without the burden of having a house. Why would anybody want to own clothing or even underwear? You you can rent it. In other words, you can have a whole new wardrobe every couple of weeks. You don't have to wear the same old stuff. You don't have to drive the same old car. You don't have to have a a cell phone that's over nine months of age that's so out of date. You don't need a computer that's two years old. You can have a new one all the time. You can have new everything. And you can even have bioengineered food, fake meat to eat. And you'll never go hungry. You'll never need to worry about your wardrobe. You'll never need to worry about your phone or your computer. And you'll have these wonderful goggles. Don't laugh at this and don't make fun of it. This is true. Someday you can wear goggles. And in your little apartment, you can put on your goggles and headset and come into the virtual meta world that is being created by by Facebook where you can work and enjoy time with your friends and never even have to use an automobile to go across town. You You can meet and greet in the virtual world. There's a news story, and, and once again, I'm looking at this thing, and, and this is not tongue-in-cheek. This is not satire. It was for real. The day's going to come 
within 20 years that you can have a virtual baby and not have to worry about the real thing with diapers and food and all the crying. Have a virtual baby in the virtual world. You will own nothing and you will be happy. This is the modern day version of the Roman Empire's bread and circuses. Keep them fed, keep them entertained. Keep them fed, keep them entertained. They won't care what we do. Keep them in the dark. We've all heard the term mushroom treatment. Pretty much what the governments of the world are trying to do to you and I today. Some have had a head start in their journey to the dark side of the left. Europe in particular, United Kingdom, and to a very large degree, Canada, and an extremely large degree, Australia, have been on a path for about a quarter century or more, heading toward their socialist utopia, and now people are dependent and trusting of the government to a level that whatever they say must be true. They never question anything. And they're happy to get their subsidies and all the stuff handed to them. The idea of of owning property, and we're dealing with this right now in selling a house and buying a place. Do you really own it? I mean, even here in the United States, the land of, you know, we, we have private property rights. Do we really have that? I mean... In some places, it's really absurd. You buy a house in some places, you, well, you can't add an addition. No, you need to have a licensed person do this. No, you can't. They tell you what you can do. No, you're not allowed to have this kind of grass in some places. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. In other words, we tell you what you can do with your property. If you want to, you know, have a little home business, no, you can't. In other words, government you pay for it and they tell you what you can do with it and then they tax you on it forever. You buy it with money that taxes were paid on and then you perpetually pay taxes. And I know someone's going to say, yeah, but what about fire and police and everything else? There's other ways to fund it without nailing property. I'm always saddened and I you know my wife and I could be in that group at some point in our life where you have to give up your home because you can't afford the taxes anymore. I've seen that happen. Where older couples, you know, their income, they, they've lived now, they're now in their 80s. They, they worked so hard into their 60s and they retired and they thought they had everything figured out. Then the kind of insane inflation we're having in this country right now, which is far more than 8 point something percent. Give me a break. That's another lie the government is giving you. Inflation is more than 8% per year. It's more like about 30. You want to know why it's so high? Most of you already know. It's because the government keeps printing more money to, to bury their debt and devalue the money you have. That's how they pay debt. Remember, all money that comes into circulation comes into circulation as debt. If the Federal Reserve Board wants more money in the system, they send it out to banks. And the banks lend it out as mortgages. Look at the price of housing right now. And as housing values are just exploding in some parts of the world to insane numbers that nobody can afford, 
you're seeing inflation. And you look at gas prices. They have doubled. That's not 8% inflation. That's 100% inflation over the course of a year. In gasoline, I don't care what anybody says. If I was paying 240 for gas last year and I had to pay 480 just the other day or 469, then I would say the inflation on gasoline in a year is 100%. So don't lie to me. Do not lie to me that it's not that bad. Do not lie to me that this gas price increase is greedy oil companies and Vladimir Putin. Spare me your spare me your rhetoric and your excuses, you pathetic bunch of reprobate-minded idiots running this country. You're the ones that spent the money. You're the ones that cut off our energy independence. You're the ones that want the price this high because you want all of us in our little tiny electric cars that the power grid can't handle. Oh, we'll just get more solar panels. From where? China? You know, I saw this great thing someone pointed out the other day, and I, I thought it was I thought it was rather funny. Pete Buttigieg. You know, the the male mommy who is the head of our transportation department, you know I mean this guy is is so far in over his head. When the gasoline prices are going up, what does this complete moron tell the American people? This reprobate? This reprobate. He's a reprobate. Look it up in the Bible what it means. He fits the definition. He's also believing the lie. He's also delusional. Well, if you can't afford the gasoline, then I guess you need to go out and buy an electric car. You know, I I have never in my life spent over, I think, even on the current car we have, I buy my cars used. I've only bought one new car in my life, brand new. And that was in 1984. And it was a little Chrysler, uh, you know, Plymouth Horizon. That was my only brand new car with the sticker still in the window. Every other car that I owned has always been a used car. Some have had some... (laughs) They're really used. And and some were, you know, uh, three, four years old when I got them. I mean, the car that I drive right now is eight years old. And when I got it, it was five years old. So, you know, I, I'm just telling you, I don't buy new cars. And so I don't spend a whole lot of money on a car. But I certainly do not have 39000 for the tiniest little itty-bitty two-seater Leaf and I certainly don't have fifty or sixty or eighty or ninety thousand dollars to buy, you know, a full electric vehicle like a Tesla. And so this reprobate of the transportation department, this mental midget, this man who thinks he's a mommy, adopting children. I think that I feel this is so horrible in my mind. This man thinks that, well, if he can't afford the gas, buy a $50,000 car. I guess he's been living on government largesse for so long, he's clueless about money and its value. Yeah, like you as my listeners, how many of you can run out and buy a $50,000 or $60,000 car tomorrow? 
especially with gas prices. Well, forget gas because you're you're not going to have to worry about the gas prices. I, I shared last week, you know, uh, Debbie Stabenow, the congresswoman from up in up in Michigan, bragging about how she didn't have to worry about gas prices in her new electric car, which, by the way, you, the taxpayer, have paid with her thousand dollar a month car allowance for making, you know, lease payments. So she's so she can afford to lease an electric car. I don't have a thousand dollars a month to spend on an electric car lease. Do you? I mean, this is the kind of insanity. If you can't afford the gas, buy an electric car. And that, that's like someone said, that's like, you know, being the housing secretary and saying, if you're homeless, just buy a house. Then you won't be homeless. That's about how stupid these people come off. But their mind is so delusional to the lies that they're believing. They have given their heart to satanic influence. I'm going to get into that in just a moment. They can't see the truth. The truth is not in them. They're evil to the core. And unfortunately, they're in charge. I got a few stories that I want to share on the other side of the break. And and then kind of tie all this together. This month of June, here we are. We, we have had a difficult time this month. I'm just going to be honest that I'm, I'm having to debate one of the radio stations that we are on. Um, it never has fully covered itself, and it has really been worse over the last couple of months. And, and so meeting our obligations, if I'm going to be a good steward, I'm going to have to decide where we're staying and where we're leaving. Now, I know the podcast side is growing, and that's wonderful. And I know there's some things we need to do, and I'll kind of share that as we get into the next side of, after the break. But your help, and I know these are inflationary and difficult times. I'm feeling it. My wife, we're all feeling it. I get it. But if you can help us in any way, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And mail that check, uh, that check to Truth to Ponder. The mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248, that is number 3248. And the city is Crestview, one word. Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. Once again, that's Truth to Ponder 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248 in Crestview. Crestview, Florida. 32536. That's 32536. You can also get that mailing address and find out other ways to help at our website, Truth, the number two ponder.com. Truth, the number two ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The backside of God. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, your Jewish connection. Jonathan Kahn, bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. 
In Exodus 33, Moses begs the Lord for one glimpse of him in his glory. The Lord tells him he can't do it, but he says this, When my glory passes by, I'll put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. Then I'll remove my hand and you'll see my back, but my face must not be seen. So the Lord's glory passes by Moses and God covers his eyes of, of Moses until he passed by. Then he lifts his hands. Moses sees the back of God. Now, what do we see here in Moses? We see a, a zeal, a hunger, a passionate longing for God, and God honored it. Moses couldn't see the face of God in his glory, but he did get a glimpse of his back. Now, imagine seeing the back of God. Now, do you think Moses complained that he could only see the back and not the front? I don't think so. I think he was so overwhelmed. He, he was so taken back. He went down the mountain. His face was glowing radiance. People were afraid to look at Moses just from his face that was glowing just from seeing God's back. Well, that shows you how awesome God's presence is. You want to glow? You want to shine? Then you need to be like Moses. You need to seek God's presence. You need to hunger and long for a glimpse of him. See, if Moses glowed with the glory of God for just seeing the back of God, how much more would you glow for seeing his face? It's written in 2 Corinthians, we have something greater. We can behold God's glory in the face of Messiah, and we will be changed into the same image. Do you want your life to shine? It can, but you need to seek his presence. Behold his glory. The good news is you can. Spend time with him today, my friend, every day. Draw closer, and he'll show you the awesome glory of his presence, and you will shine with the light of God. Want more? Ask for the Yahweh secret on CD. Now, imagine being plugged into a special line, letting you know future events, news behind the news, biblical prophecy, updates on Israel, what you need to know as an end time believer, and teachings and strength for every day of your week, and the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. All free. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in reaching the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's through shortwave radio. It's the most incredible, farthest way you can ever touch the world. Just call Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem, seek his face, my friend, in Messiah, Ro'ehatov, the good and wonderful shepherd. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder on this Monday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I wanted to share a few news stories with you today. And by the way, we are coming to you from Southwest Virginia. As I mentioned, if you're just tuning in, I mentioned at the top of the program, my wife and I are still here probably for part of this week. Then we'll head back to Georgia. Um, things are coming together. Keep us in prayer. Um, as we try to make some decisions, we have a buyer for our home in Georgia, and we're just going to basically take the one and turn it into one up here to be closer to the family. And I'm really thinking in terms of how to expand the ministry work that I do. Because I'm retired from a lot of secular work, I have time, and I'm not looking to make an income in my ministry. That's not my reason. I just feel God's call on my life to do the things that I do. 
and and my health has been good. I can use your prayers in that area as well from time to time. It's just it's been a difficult it's been a difficult journey to say the least. We want to keep doing this radio program. I want to help those because of what I do in ordained ministry. Help to build churches that are ready for these difficult times ahead. The coronavirus proved one thing to me and to many. Many churches either A, were theologically ignorant and unprepared, uh, B, are essentially apostate churches that are worldly and probably it was a good thing they had to shut down. But regardless, a lot of churches kept thinking that all those bad times come somewhere down the road and here in America we don't worry too much about the bad things because we have the the first amendment and we have freedom of religion and assembly etc yada yada blah 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 and you found out you didn't you found out in the name of a virus created in a lab in Wuhan by a individual that probably should be imprisoned by the name of Anthony Fauci and others who, by the way, used this pandemic to unseat the president and make him look bad. We now know that that Dr. Birx and Dr. Fauci despised and hated Donald Trump. I don't care if you like the man or not, but they used the power of their office, I think, against federal law in such a way as to unseat a president. Where we're finding out now that the FBI and other agencies were used. To, per, you know, to perpetuate a lie, even though they knew it was a lie from day one. I think people like, oh, I don't know, Peter Strzok should be in prison for treason. He knew full well. He knew 100% there was no such thing as Russian collusion. But he hated Trump so bad because he loved to swim in the swamp with the swamp creatures. And he and his lover, another FBI agent who he's having an affair with, use the power of their office to try to overturn an election. Then you had the phony, fake garbage. And this shows how bad Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Jerry Nadler, the ultimate liar, Adam Schiff, and he got on TV every night. I have seen the evidence in my own eyes of the Russian collusion. The man needs to be impeached. You know, Adam Schiff got into office because the Clintons put them there after the impeachment of Bill Clinton. And they unseated a Republican, spent a lot of money to push Adam Schiff into that office. So he's a Clinton lapdog and he's just like them. Lies. Rather, he'd rather lie than ever tell the truth. And so that that clown set, along with Dick Cheney's, you know, pandering daughter are the ones that were on that loser telecast last week with the worst ratings ever seen in television in a long time. The, the, you know, the January 6th insurrection hearing. What a bunch of political nonsense and theater and a waste of money. You're the same clowns that tried to overturn the 2016 election. You're the same clowns that tried two impeachments with full of lies. You're the same clowns 
that I believe stole the election of 2020. The evidence keeps coming out and the mainstream media and Facebook, where I call it fascist book, and Twitter and others keep saying, oh, no, that's misinformation. The elections were fair, honest and perfect. They were oh, they were the best they ever were in 2020. They were evil in 2016 because the Russians influenced and got Trump in. This is the kind of nonsense they want you to believe. Answer me this, Georgia. How did Cobb County end up having more votes on the computer for Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger than the hand count revealed when they were disputing the numbers? I mean, Rassenberger barely won by 50-some-odd percent of the vote. But according to the Dominion voting machines, he had 68% of the vote. What's going on? Georgia. I don't believe Biden won the state of Georgia. I don't believe he won Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, or Arizona, let alone Georgia. Too Too much monkey business going on. You know it and I know it. Now, we're living with... The reprobate administration, I mean, I, I bring back the Obama administration for crying out loud. I could deal with them more than I can deal with this. They're claiming inflation, 8.6%. And that, that number is a total fabrication. They made it up so it doesn't sound so bad. And they try to say, yeah, we understand it's, you know, one of the, it's the highest inflation since like 1981. No. How about in 75 to 80 years? How about the worst inflation since like the end of World War II? How about the worst inflation since the Great Depression when everything collapsed and money became worthless? How about the greatest inflation since Germany in the 1920s when it took a wheelbarrow of money to buy a loaf of bread? Now, I ran across a little video that um, was put together, and I'm going to share the audio. It lasts about a minute and a half. And it takes us back to basically the beginning of the of the Biden administration, you know, probably in the summertime, heading toward today. And and how many times they have made up fairy tales about the inflationary problems that they themselves by their stupid policies were creating. These people are cra- these people are certifiably ready for straitjackets. And the funny farm, because they knew everything they were saying was a lie. They knew it. Their agenda is to destroy this nation. And so listen to this ruling class of liars as they try to explain away why inflation is good. And, well, maybe it's bad, but it's not our fault. This is such utter, absolute brain-numbing nonsense. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster-than-expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. <laughs> and the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un- highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about 
inflation. Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part, most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> Oh my God, that is hilarious. Well, the number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, that, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower prices are on the way. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, re undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up. Everything. Okay, that last statement from an actual comedian at a, um, at a fundraising dinner for some group uh, speaking to the president, who's just laughing like, ha, 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 ha. Yes, it's funny, I guess. That was the only true statement in the whole thing. Everything is up. Prices of everything. I, I want to put this in perspective. I was thinking the other morning. I, I was looking, you know, because we're doing this house hunting right now, you know, we're using all this stuff to find a place, trying to find something we can afford. And the prices are just skyrocketing on a daily basis. You'll look at a place one day, and the next thing you know, they're in a bidding war. I don't remember that growing up. But people are afraid that the prices are going to keep escalating so quick that they, you know, they, they, they jump in there and try to get a house like as quick as they can. And we're really having to pray this one through. Of all the times to be trying to get a house, you know, good for the seller, but bad for the buyer. And, and you have to wonder, I, I look at it this way, we're, we're just trading inflated dollars for, you know, or I should say deflated dollars for inflated houses is what we're doing. Just takes more of them. And you're getting more of them when you sell. It's just, it's a game. But I, I was thinking back to, you know, I've been married at that point for, we had a, when I first got married back in 1975, had a small little tiny brick house, you know, your little, Oh, typical house in a subdivision in a small town in Georgia. At probably all of 1,100 square feet, if that. One and a half bath, little single car carport. Quiet little neighborhood. House cost all of $18,000 back then. And then we went into this time of a bad economy in the 70s. And inflation and rising gas prices. And we had changed jobs. And it was like 1977, about two years later, we bought a much larger house, not that many miles away, about 50 miles away, in a slightly bigger town. So obviously, real estate's going to cost a little more. But this house was more like about 1,800 square feet, had a den with a fireplace, a two-car carport, beautiful landscape lot. And I can remember thinking to myself, how can I afford a $33,000 house? I mean, this is really bad, man. $33,000. And you got to remember that the mortgage rates were something like 9%. That was good. And it was going to be like, you know, 
um, I think it was going to be like $9 per thousand, or I can't remember, but it made the payment right at $300 a month. And, and that was an insane amount at that time. And then we had to add taxes and insurance, which really weren't that much back then. And we had the money for a down payment. And so we, we bought this house. And we lived in it for a few years before I changed jobs again. Radio, you change early when you're a disc jockey, you change jobs a lot. And I got tired of it by the 1980s, went into the engineering side, then onto a Bible college where I got to stay put for 14 solid years before moving to become the pastor of a church. So, yeah, I did my moving stuff in my younger years. I'm tired of it now, and I, but we're doing it one more time. But I want you to think about something, $33,000. So other day, while we're doing all this online stuff, I happened to type in the, the, the city, and I remember I remember the street. I just couldn't remember the number, but I found that house, and what it, it actually had been on the market in, in the past five months. And I'm looking at what the house sold for, $289,000. Almost 10 times what I paid for it, which shows you how much our money has declined in 10 years. I mean, and since 1977, in, in 45 years, that's what our, the money's worth. You know, I can remember back in those days, I can remember in 1977, you could buy a used car for four or $500, so it was a good car. I bought one, I bought a car that had you know, not that many miles on it for like $400 and ran it for three years. It was my, you know, go-to-work engineering car. I can remember the first big luxury car that I ever bought. It wasn't new. It was a couple of years old. But it wasn't 16000 or 14000 or $20,000. It was like, you know, $2,000. And I thought that was too much. It shows how much our money has declined when the class clowns run the world. And they want to drive things, like I mentioned before, into such a way that before it's all over, you know, you'll be glad to own nothing and you're going to be happy. That's what they're striving for. Oh, man, we can't afford food. Don't worry. You'll, get a, you'll, you'll always have your, your meal ticket, your rent ticket, your phone ticket, your TV ticket, your social media ticket. And you'll be graded on, a course, a social credit score. The better citizen you are, the more perks you're going to get. If you don't see that one coming, and you'll get a better place in the metaverse too. You'll get a nice real place, and you'll be, you know, sitting pretty in the metaverse. And you can have two virtual children if you want. Even if you're two men, not a problem. They're going to make it happen. And they're going to make it happen in my lifetime. Well, I'm not going to be a participant, but I'm just saying that's what they're saying. Now, I want to switch gears. You've heard the lies about the economy. And, and I think it's all by design to crush the world economy. And they use the COVID-19 pandemic to scare people. There's still people running around with face diapers on. Come on. I saw it the other day. Somebody in a car. Somebody in a car driving around with a face diaper on, in the car, by themselves. I guess coronavirus is sneaking the air conditioning system. I, I don't get it, but people are afraid. 
because they have no hope. The ones normally you have one of two types that are that are that afraid. Those that are totally hopeless, and this is the only life they have, or those who claim to be faithful Christians, but they put more trust in Fauci than they do in God. That's the bottom line. And yeah, oh, a million people died of COVID, Bob. Don't you know it? I, I read that the other day that a million people died of COVID. And then I'm, like I say, I talked to a mortician about maybe a month and a half ago, a man that I've known for, you know, decades. And during the big corona, you know, uptick when everybody's supposed to be dropping dead and being picked up with my people in hazmat suits on the street, the number of funerals stayed roughly the same there. They didn't even notice anything abnormal. There's just a lot more older people. And some of them were dying. And a lot, a number of them died of COVID. You know, 83% of everybody that died of COVID died in a nursing home of it, just so you know. And if you don't think that the world wants to get rid of Social Security beneficiaries and Medicare beneficiaries, you're crazy. They do. Remember, our country is how many trillions of dollars in debt? And there's no way out of it. And now our debt exceeds our annual uh, gross domestic product, and we're just importing you know, our trinkets, toys, and electronics from China. And then we're always being lied to on other fronts. You know, when you want to, you know, when you want to get somebody, a great magician, and I, I mean, I've watched some really talented magicians in my life. And you realize that what they have done, they've mastered the art of sleight of hand. In other words, you're busy looking at something while something else is going on and you miss it. It's not that they have any supernatural power. It's that they can bamfoozle you into not seeing what really just happened. And so you believe the other. And that's exactly what our government is trying to do on so many fronts. While the economy is going down the toilet, gurgle, 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 they want you to look over here at this problem or over here at that problem. Or, or we need to really be more kind to, we need, we need to be celebrating Pride Month now. I'm in all these corporations. I'm ready to throw up something that looks like a rainbow right now from all this stuff that I see on, on TV and in newspaper. I mean, everybody's going woke and gay. And I'm sick of it. AT&T, I call them gay T&T now. I'm fed up with it. Target, they're busy out there with their, you know, non-gender toy departments. And all of this silliness that has just come and trying to explain that there must be a scientific reason that everybody really is binary and we can choose our gender. This is what we're coming to. It's a virtual world of insanity. And then in the middle of all this, a couple little stories they don't want you to see. U.S. military official predicted a pause in the administration of the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine to military personnel if they keep seeing these post-vaccination heart inflammation problems. Duh, we told you early on. And there's a lot of it happening. There is an increase in the number of people dying, and it's not of COVID. It's of a lot of people between the ages of, I don't know, 20 and 64 dying of all kinds of things at incredibly high numbers they never died of before. Now let's um, let's go to this story. How many people 
you know, are skeptical like I am about what's going on in Ukraine. Vladimir Zelensky, he's a hero. He's the people's, you know, choice. He, you know, he, we need leaders like him for the world. And how many, how many Americans just believe what they've been told? By the way, Fox News discussed to me the other day. They're promoting some couple that has been transitioning their little baby child. They're now, the child is 14, to make their girl a boy since that girl was five. Oh, we saw it in his eyes as an infant. He really didn't want to be in girls' clothing when he was one. What is that? What does a one-year-old know? And Fox News promoting this as positive during Pride Month? Shame on you, Fox. How far you are falling. I've given up on watching any of their daytime stuff because it has gone, uh, it, it might as well be MSNBC. I mean, it's garbage. It's, it's just garbage. It's lies and garbage and, and an agenda. And you got, you know, Harris Faulkner, who I used to respect, promoting the vaccine. Everybody must be vaccinated and we can all be free of corona. You foolish woman. You're buying a lie to your own detriment and you can't even see it. So what's going on in Ukraine? Well, I'm reading reading a story that uh, Ukraine is really losing, even though we're told otherwise. And, and the biggest story is going to be how much land will, will they give up freely in Ukraine to Russia for a peace settlement? You've been lied to again. Remember, Zelensky was a was an X-rated comedian who starred in a movie where he played the president and a multi-billionaire made him the president of a very corrupt nation. Don't buy the lie. Don't buy it. You're being deceived on a daily basis. There's so many other headlines I wanted to get into. Like I say, NATO to decide how much land has to be given up. Um, China won't hesitate to start a war over over Taiwan. Yeah, we got an idiot in the White House, so we can look forward to that as a possibility now. Those that are playing in the cryptocurrency market, Bitcoin plunges to an 18-month low. It just goes on and on and on. And Monday, well, the stocks are not doing well. Gear up for a housing correction in 2023. That's what I'm saying. I'm selling. I don't care what the price I'm selling a house for and buying. It's just relative house to house. It's all phony numbers. We'll see how it all plays out. Do you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? I hope you do. As I mentioned, this has been a tough month, and I'm really debating having to not continue on one of the radio stations. I just haven't heard from them. I mean, I'm honest. I have to be honest. I can't afford to personally pay for it, and there's just not enough in the kitty anymore to cover them. But if you can help us out to keep us on the air, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248, City is Crestview, one word. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code 32536, that's 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth 
to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.